Okay, let's let's start. Let's it. do it. Comic Con. Is that hello? Was that it? Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's how. Instead of saying hello, everyone, <laughs> Comic Con. Comic Con. <laughs> yes, if we had like a big video, we could have it where there's like a crane with a camera on it. I fall to the knees, rip my shirt open, and yell Comic Con. Yeah. All right. Time for the intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Comment Section. That's right, guys. It's been, what, three years now? Two? Kind of? Well, two years ago was 2020, so it'll be three years ago. Yeah. But yes, we are finally here to celebrate Comic-Con! That's right, guys. So long have we waited. COVID could not stop Comic-Con this year. Not even Monkeypox could stop Comic-Con this year. That's right, guys. You thought Chickenpox was bad? Oh, no, 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 no. It's evolved. No longer does it have a beak and feathers and lays eggs. This time, Pox has opposable thumbs. And if that doesn't That's scare right. you, I don't know what will. Of course, Huck would say, <laughs> Wait, my opposable thumbs? That means you can fling its poop at you. <laughs> Wait! Yeah. That's what they evolved to do, man. That's why they developed thumbs. <laughs> yes. No fling poo-poo. I mean, what else do you need thumbs for? Nothing. But That's right. to fling your own feces. So, <clears throat> but we're not here to talk about Huck. We're here to talk about... Comic-Con! I almost said comment section. No, that's the show. The event is Comic-Con. <laughs> it's a meta show. We're going to talk about comment section. I know. Well, someday, we'll listen back. 100th episode, we'll have a comment section special. we say, yeah. man, wasn't episode 62 so <laughs> cool? God, that was a good let's, one. As we do in every special, let's start with the history of our experience with the, <laughs> yes. with the show comment section. Well, I know it premiered in May, but I didn't listen to it for the first time until June. And I gotta say, it was pretty good. Some rough spots, yeah, but pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, we're here to talk about Comic-Con, but that's not the first thing we're going to talk about. Because we did get an announcement. Well, more of a leak uh, that happened on, oh. what was it, Thursday? Yes, Thursday. I don't know if you know what it is. I'm assuming you do. Um, Wonder- I, mean, I don't know if I knew it was separate from, from Comic-Con. This uh, is what happens when we don't have staff meetings. But Paul, yeah. Paul's been very adamant about that. He's, he's been really adamant about synergy. And finding ways to synergize the company, basically. Yes. So, now, let's just start out. Let's not bury the lead. DC could have used some extra oomph this this, uh, Comic-Con. Because (laughs) not a lot came out. But, let's just say, one of the most exciting pieces of news came out on Thursday. And that is, the return... Of Batfleck himself, Ben Affleck is going to appear in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is such a graphic novel title. Like, you just imagine <laughs> being at Barnes and Noble yeah. and seeing Aquaman Volume Two: The Lost Kingdom. 
Yeah. So it does sound like that. Yes. So according to a post on Instagram from Jason Momoa, Aquaman himself, they showed a picture of him with Ben Affleck dressed very Bruce Wayne like. And is saying that the WB studio tours just explored the back lot and they were busted on set. And so they post uh, Jason posted that photo of him with Ben Affleck. So got a lot of people hyped. Ben Affleck back as Batman. So mm-hmm. I'll just say it. <coughs> Ben Affleck is in my top three favorite Batman actors. You know, you got Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck. Those, to me, are the three best live-action Batman actors. And I am so excited that, look, we know Ben's not coming back full-time. But to just get a little something extra. Especially because there's a lot we thought, all right, Ben's going to come back and be in The Flash. There's not going to be a lot of controversy about that, is there? Well... Ezra found a way to ruin that. So, but we're going to get one more thing of Ben, and I'm excited for it. Though I I do want to caution everyone. The fact that they want to keep it a secret, and they kind of had to let it out before it got leaked. I'm assuming that Ben being in the movie will be like Robert Downey Jr. in The Incredible Hulk. He'll appear as Bruce Wayne in a little 45-second scene. But Mm. it doesn't matter. We're getting more Ben. And that is something to celebrate because I just want to say this. 2023, we thought it was going to be 2022, but obviously COVID delays and everything. We're getting three Batman movies with the two actors I want to see come back to play Batman the most. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. So, I'm excited for that. Give me, give me all the Batman I can get. Especially since he doesn't have a solo movie in the DCEU. Well, I guess after Flash, he kind of will if you count Batman, Batman Returns. But, I am excited for it. Still, I'm expecting it to be less than a minute. But still, Ben back? Yes! In a year where we also get Michael Keaton? Yes! (laughs) That is just something to celebrate. So, yeah. what are your thoughts? I don't know if you'd heard about this before. I'm assuming you did, because you didn't have a big um, reaction. But I, I, Ben well, no, coming I heard, back. I heard about it just today, actually. In Aquaman. I heard about it today. And the funny thing is, I, I heard about it today because another thing I was going to bring up was when I was researching a few days ago, I thought... I, I was like positive, and I had written down that there was some kind of uh, Batman Two news that came out, and I was like, I'm gonna check on that later. And today I was looking, and I couldn't find. I was like, okay, that wasn't true. I don't think there really is any news, especially from um, SCCC. Um, but what did come up when I was researching it was that over and over again, and I was just like. Um, Okay, I was going to do this whole bit about how, like, I'm going to bring up this Batman 2 news because someone here's got to be excited about it. <laughs> um, but all that came up was that. And, you know, I'm still excited about it, but, you know. Yeah, so I'm excited. Like, I think I can say. Now, look, 
Obviously, I'd love for Val to come back, but obviously he can't. Though he was great in Top Gun Maverick. But, like, the two I want to come back the most are Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. And it's happening. But there is a rumor going around that we should probably bring up. So, there were rumors ahead of time, and I didn't know if they were true or not. That in the Aquaman movie, this was a few months ago, before the whole shuffle. Mm -hmm. In a post credit scene, Michael Keaton was supposed to appear as Bruce Wayne. And, again, not confirmed anywhere, which makes me think if it's true, it's very short. Because, yeah. let, let's be honest, it makes more sense for Batman to appear in Batgirl, which is set in Gotham City, than Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know if that was true, but now the rumor going around is because Aquaman is now coming out before The Flash, they reached out to Ben, <clears throat> and he filmed the scene because it wouldn't make sense for it to be Keaton now, and they're replacing him with Affleck. To which I would say... There's two versions of that scene. We live in a world where there's a theatrical Batman versus Superman and the Ultimate Edition. There's Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Give us the Affleck Cut and the Keaton Cut on Blu-ray. I want both. One DCEU, yeah. one Burton verse. Give it to me. I want it. Yeah. But if they yeah. don't, either way we win. It was the choice between the two I'd want to have come back the most. We got one of them, so either yeah. way we win. Yes. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's awesome, and uh, I'm excited to see both of them, too. Uh, look, I'm not going to lie. Even if it's just 45 seconds, because I didn't love <laughs> Aquaman. Um, it's kind of like... It depends on what mood I'm in, because honestly, I have such different experiences anytime I watch it. It's not consistent yeah. for me. Sometimes I yeah. think it's all right. Sometimes I think it's absolute garbage. But Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> but knowing that Batfleck will be in there, oh, it raises the hype. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> for it. It'll be nice to have... It's nice that we have two Ben Affleck projects coming up before he leaves the role. And you know what? This will make it so that he's been in... Five movies, six if you count Snyder Cut as a separate thing. So, mm -hmm. never got a solo film, but what a run. Six movies. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty there, even though he didn't have a solo. So. Yes. Well, let's be honest. Batman vs. Superman is a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, should we, in this news, because we're going to do... It, for those of you who don't know, when we did our Spider-Man trailer uh, review, talking about Toby and Andrew be in it, we turned to the comments section. So, shall we live up to our namesake and turn to the comments section about Ben returning as Batman? I never thought it would happen. <laughs> yes. Well, all right, first one up. So, normally we'll do three, but for this and the Avengers announcement, we doubled it. So, six comments about it. Alright, first one up. I find it interesting that DCEU didn't announce this during Comic-Con last weekend. So, it would have been nice for it to be announced. But, I do think the fact that they didn't announce it means it's very small. Like, less than a minute. 
So that's probably yeah. why they didn't announce it. Announce it. What do you think? Yeah. Do you have a guess on the runtime of what it would be? I mean, yeah, for someone who we didn't even think was going to come back, yeah, this is going to be very, very minuscule. And I, I've seen, you know, in the DCEU, like, those, li- there's always those little tastes of, like, uh, you know, greater universe, like, connections there's you know it's not going to be a big part of the movie yes although man comic-con it would have been nice like this would have been good and this would have made up for almost nothing from dc at comic-con just a little taste yeah i mean we got it either way but still yeah all right next up Ben was a far better batman than i thought he'd be and aquaman was a super fun film so I'm great with this news, if true. So, yeah, obviously... Now, I remember when Ben was first announced, I wasn't hyped because I was like, Daredevil, guys, Daredevil! But, yeah, he's a much better Batman than he was Daredevil. So, I think that, you know, bringing up how Aquaman's a super fun film, I think that will kind of allow us to see maybe a different side of Ben Affleck playing Batman, where it just will be something different. Maybe a little Silver Aegis, or not full Adam West, but a little bit of a different side. So it will be cool to Mm -hmm. see what does James Wan bring out Ben Affleck as Batman. So any thoughts about that? Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean... I'm trying to, it's, I guess it felt like a little, this bit of news I think flew over my head a little because I was just like in Aquaman, kind of a weird way for him to come back for a little bit. But I mean, I guess come to think, like personally, um, Aquaman was like, again, I, I think it was like, you know, number two or three, maybe, you know, in, in the top of my favorite DC, uh, like newer DCEU films. DCEU, yeah. Yeah. Um, specifically that, which is not, for me, not a high bar, but because <laughs> the other two would be the Wonder Woman films. Um, so that does, you know, raise my excitement a, uh, a little bit. Uh, and I, I was trying to think of like, how have I felt in the past? Um, like, I did find, uh, that might have been in Justice League, actually. I was trying to think, like, um, Bruce Wayne, uh, you know, uh, there's that scene where Bruce, I think it, it must be Justice League, because he goes and he's finding, um, Aquaman, uh, to yes. kind of recruit. Um, I, I liked both those versions. parts. Yeah, I, I liked those parts. So, um... You know, I think even if it's 45 seconds, it could be um, a really good, um, really good 45 seconds, um, good fit. So, it's good news. Yeah, now that you bring that up, like, my favorite characters for Batman to interact with in the DCU are Flash and Wonder Woman. But I did like their inter- the interaction between Batman and Aquaman in both versions of Justice League. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, 
are we sure he wasn't just visiting the set? You know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the thoughts crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I could... Um, s- <laughs> is there a re... Like, I think you know the landscape of news and whether to believe it or not. Um, uh, because this would almost be my assumption if it weren't for the fact that there's just so much news about it. Yes. I don't know. So when it first came out, I was just like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I would almost think Ben... Like I said earlier, and I think in a previous episode, I think they're going to reshoot some of the Flash to make Batman the main character, and they'll rename it Justice League Flashpoint or Justice League Crisis. So I wasn't sure, like... Is now obviously from the picture, he looks like Bruce Wayne. That's a very Bruce Wayne look. I don't know if you saw the photo, but it's very Bruce Wayne. I don't think I saw it. Oh, well, uh, if you have the uh, Google Doc, I have the links for all the stories on there. Yeah. So he looks very Bruce Wayne. The thing that makes me think that there's more to it is number one. It says in the post, busted by WB Studio Tours. And two, Jason writes, all great things coming Aquaman 2. And I think that if that's... I think if he wasn't in it, we would there would have been a new post of, hey guys, just so you know, he was just visiting or something. I think... Because let's be Warner Brothers would know by now that everyone thinks Ben is in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't, I think they would have cleared that up. Yeah. So yeah, looking at that, looking at the post where it says Busted on set, all great things coming Aquaman 2. That makes me think, yeah, he's in Aquaman 2. But it took me a day yeah. where I debated about it. I gotcha. Yeah, I see it now. Alright, number four. Yeah, for sure. Oh, what was that? Oh, nothing. Just, yeah, I just agree. Definitely very Bruce Wayne. Oh, yes. Number four. I'm confused as to what's going on in the DCEU, but I love this news nonetheless. You know what? I 100% agree. Good commenter. Am I confused with what's going on with the DCEU? Of course. (laughs) Who wouldn't be? We have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. But you know, doesn't matter. We're getting both Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, and that's all that matters. That's all that really that matters. Doesn't match up in continuity? Who cares? We're getting Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. It's good enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you think you're confused? (laughs) I'm as confused as you can get, so. Oh, guys, we will need, like, a video explainer or something. (laughs) <laughs> from, like, um, Walter Hamada, who runs DC, who's just like, all right, guys, here's how it all connects. And you know what? As long as the movies are good, who cares? Like, remember the X-Men movies? There were so many contradictions. Who cares? Just be good. That's all we want. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, honestly, uh, this is this is kind of a tangent, but, like, if the movies on their own can be good... It doesn't matter. It think, makes me think of um, the Zelda series. Each individual game is usually incredible. 
but a lot of fans keep trying to, like, weave it together into something that makes sense, and, like, it doesn't. Like, the they try in some ways to write lore that makes it make sense, but it doesn't make <laughs> sense. It's fine. Yeah, It can be just confusing and uh, irrational, and it's still good. Yes, and let's be honest, the fact that it is a little confusing makes it even more comic book accurate, where things don't <laughs> yeah. officially line up. Yeah, All right, of number five. Batfleck, not my favorite, but he was decent. I'm glad he gets another chance, and I hope this will be Affleck's best. Wish him the best. And you know what? We have a lot of trolls on the internet, but I support someone who is just <laughs> like, you know what? He's not my favorite, but I, I, I hope for the best. And you know what? As a fan, that's really all you can do. You can hope, look, I don't... You know, I don't agree with this thing or this thing, but you know what? Let's hope for the best. Kind of like how I was like, really? A movie with three Spider-Men together? That would be absolute garbage. <laughs> and yeah. but let's hope let's hope it's good. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah. I would say the third best uh, MCU film. <laughs> I would say the first best MCU film. Oh but, yes. Um, but you're not wrong. I there's a strong argument why it could be the best. <laughs> yeah. But we both agree. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Shame on us for bringing yeah, up that... Marvel in the DC topic. Yeah. Um, but, no, I agree with uh, this this comment as well. That, like, um, I mean, I wouldn't even say anything. That, I'm just, I'm you know, Ben Affleck's kind of middle to me, but I'm very hopeful. Yes. But you know what? I would say this also. We'll bring it up next. But I'm not the biggest fan of the Batman movie. But I, I root for the sequel. I'm rooting for it. <clears throat> All right. Final one. I love him as Batman. Me too. Always have. Always will. <laughs> but if you're taking him away from the role for good in the near future, don't prolong the pain of goodbye. I don't need to see him cameo in every upcoming DCEU movie. Well, I don't know. Like, he's not going to be the main... Obviously, I think the main Batman in The Flash will be Michael Keaton. So, and I think Ben will probably have, at max, 10 minutes in the movie of The Flash. So, <clears throat> I think that, like, anything, any extra thing is a nice little bonus. Nice little thing mm -hmm. to be like, all right, let's go out on a high note. <clears throat> so, yeah. I, get, I can understand where they're coming from, but I think any little thing to help build to that grand finale is nice. Yeah. Yeah, for this, I I, um, <clears throat> I feel like I overall disagree with it because I want to give it a chance, but I could totally see this being my take later on, which is that, like, if you can't sign someone on because they're going out of the role, but you can sign them on for, like, you know a minute in every movie. Like, if you were to just sh shoehorn that in in every movie and it doesn't serve the plot at all, then that would be really bad, and it would actually just be kind of a, a sad disgrace to the character that was good in the other movies uh, if it was forced in. But um, <clears throat> I overall disagree because I, I feel like if they're bringing him back for this, I, I don't think it's gonna be forced that's my feeling about it i think it's just 
he probably was willing to come back because they needed him for a certain scene or something. Like, that's that's the charitable way to look at it. So. Yeah, and remember, if the rumor is true, it was supposed to be Michael Keaton, and they had to switch mm. because of continuity where now it's coming out before The Flash. So mm. my guess is, is that it's going to be him just saying, hey, something's coming, whether it's a crisis or dark side or... Legion of Doom or something. Something that hints at where the DCEU is coming. Yeah. Or maybe they just hang out. I don't care. As long (laughs) as it's it's Batman. That's all I care about. Well, it's probably going to be Bruce Wayne, but... Yeah. So, yes, guys, there we go. With our little Batfleck section. You know what? We're Mm -hmm. going to have to subtitle this because we already used Batfleck Returns. We'll have to subtitle it SDCC 2022 Part 1, Batfleck Returns Again. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Um, uh, or um, Batfleck Forever. <laughs> Yo, yes! <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right, so there we go. So shall we get into the actual San Diego Comic-Con <clears throat> news? Yeah. All right, so I don't know if we wanted to go, because I did just bring up Batfleck. I don't know if we wanted to jump back and forth about the topics, or... Let me see. Um, Yeah, I think it would be best for you to start, because as usual, I have less topics. But part of that is because some of the things I bring up are on your list anyway. So I have about six or seven topics, uh, and you have, you know about double that so um you know we'll start going back and forth um and the other the other thing is i don't want to bring up exhaustively everything that maybe caught my eye even slightly because we can easily stretch this to a trilogy with even you know we could cut some of this and it could easily stretch to a trilogy so we'll we'll, we'll see yes um yeah Yes. Now, we just ta- finished talking about Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh, so excited for him to return. And we name dropped Michael Keaton. But there is another cinematic Batman we have, and that is Robert Pattinson's Batman. So, now look, I'll, I'll be honest. Just Let's just be upfront. I was not, when I first watched the Batman, I was not a fan of it. I have watched it again. And it has grown on me. Like, I watched it when it came out on DVD. I was like, you know what? Knowing more what to expect, it was pretty good. It's not great. I'd still kind of put in the bottom three for me. It was pretty good. Yeah, I think it's better with rewatches too, honestly. I think I've seen it three and a half times now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Though, did you watch Ave Marie all the times? Or did you fast forward um, past that? You mean just the whole beginning part? Yeah. Um, Usually the beginning part is when I'm like, you know, going to get a (laughs) snack and I'm listening to it in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll dance, as you make your popcorn, you dance like Joker in the Joker movie. (laughs) Just like, da-da-da, Ave Marie! 
Yeah, I will say the first time it didn't strike me at all as being too long, but in subsequent watches, <laughs> like I don't think it's bad, but the movie, it, it truly could have just started with, like, you could have started somewhere else, but it could have just been like, bam, he, he, the, he gets killed, we're yes. on to Batman going into the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> So, one of the characters in the movie, which I have to remind myself of sometimes, is the Riddler, played by Paul Dano. So, we found out, well, I don't know if we found it out here or if it was announced earlier, but Paul Dano talked about more about a Riddler prequel comic he's writing called Riddler Year One. Which, anytime there's a DC book and says Year One, yeah. you gotta get excited. Also... There was a Spider-Man Year One by Dan Slott, who normally I'm not the biggest fan of, but he did a really great job with that one. So, he's writing Riddler Year One. So, during Comic-Con, Paul Dano talked about how, you know, to prepare for the role of the Riddler, he came up with a backstory of the character. And he talked to Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman, kind of like, oh, this is how I kind of see you know, the the character's origin, and then Matt said to him, that should be a comic. And then later, um, when talking to Paul Dano, Matt said, hey, DC wants to talk to you about turning your idea into a comic, which I wow. love always, I always love hearing, like, <sighs> people who work in, like, outside of, like, either a comic book shows or comic book movies getting into the comic book medium we recently mm-hmm. had Kevin Conroy write um, a story for DC Pride and um, Dreamer, the actress who played Dreamer in Supergirl, Nicole Maines wrote a story in DC Pride as well. So I always love seeing people, you know, actors, creators, get into the comic book medium. And... So, Paul Dano talked about how in the story, it's going to kind of give the origin story about how he was this lonely accountant-type character and how he became the Riddler. Basically, his origin story. So, for me, I'm like, no, look, one of my biggest criticisms of the film, even when I watched it again, I was like, okay, it was pretty good the second time, was I'm not a fan of this version of the Riddler. I think that they needed a little... The Riddler needed a little more backstory just to give him a little extra oomph. But the way he's describing this comic does sound very interesting. And I think maybe if you kind of have it in the back of your head, it could improve the film. Like, I read recently the Before the Batman prequel book, which I don't know how... It will probably contradict the other, the comic, because I doubt Paul Dano's going to be like, all right, gotta make sure this lines up with this junior novelization <laughs> that came out. I doubt <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen. But I was reading it, and I was like, this makes the Riddler character better in the movie, yeah. because it talks about how the orphanage that Riddler grew up in was in former Wayne Manor because Thomas Wayne moved the family to Wayne Tower. And there's a picture of Bruce Wayne 
and his parents and Edward in the orphanage group hating Bruce Wayne. And when Bruce's parents were killed was so just jealous of how like there's a there's a manner full of orphans and no one cares about <laughs> us, but Bruce Wayne yeah. everyone cares about. So yeah. that book was very good. Anyone who liked the movie or whatever should go check it out. I highly recommend Before the Batman. So, yeah. I think that adding a little bit of backstory, number one, would help the film. That version of the Riddler. But number two, yeah. from what we've already had the origin, again, I think it will contradict. Sounds like it could be very cool, especially set in Matt Reeves' version of Gotham City. And I assume, maybe, I mean, Riddler was obsessed with Batman, so we should be able to at least see Batman from Riddler's point of view, either on TV or something. Or maybe Batman yeah. saves him from a mugging, and that's yeah. what gets him <laughs> obsessed. So, yeah, I think that, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, I think this sounds really cool. So, what do you think about Riddler Year one, even though you have not read <laughs> Batman Year One. Yeah, I will. Someday. Eventually. <laughs> I will. Also, I mean I have this now. So oh yes, Halloween! <laughs> I uh so Where'd now you we get have that? another thing? I'm actually borrowing it. Oh but I'm going um, So that I, one you in, have to for sure make sure. Alright, gotta yeah, read Now I best. have now I have incentive before I give this back. Which, yes. otherwise I'll be a jerk. I have to read year one and then this. <laughs> yes. And so, then Dark Victory. yeah, now I have... Yeah, I have an incentive now. At least... But, yeah. I have fire under me to at least get through year one in, in Long Halloween. But, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously... Uh, I love everything about this. I'd have to look again, but this could be, like, the coolest bit of news that you've presented to me. Because, <laughs> first of all, uh, I just like the Batman a lot. But... Uh, contrary, I love this version of the Riddler. I could, I, I would have liked a lot more backstory. There was too much going on in this movie. Although I would recommend, like everything you just described, to a T was described in the movie. The whole like I was an orphan, and I so when you, uh, when Bruce Wayne became uh, an orphan, everyone felt so bad. For the like the billionaire orphan, and I almost think there's a difference us. between exposition and showing it. <laughs> You're right, and that's exact. Um, that's like they kind of had to just breeze through it in dialogue in the movie. Um, this is going to give a lot more emotional weight to it than just kind of being like, like kind of saying it all in dialogue and then having to extrapolate the emotions behind it because <laughs> of how it was explained. This would bring a lot more emotion to it and definitely improve the movie version. But um, just in concept, at least, this is such a cool version of the Riddler, at least to my taste. And yeah, um, it, it would be if any character was going to, you know, get a really in-depth, uh, like, uh backstory uh, like understanding this version of the riddler is probably my is my dream comic so uh <laughs> very excited 
Alright, so, shall we turn to the comment section to see... Listen, we're going to name drop our name a lot in this episode, so shall we turn to the comment section about this news? Alright, number one, I'll pass. That wasn't the Riddler. That was a psychotic serial killer, which the Riddler is not. And you know what? I agree. Like, of, like, Catwoman, very faithful. To the comics. Penguin, very faithful. Batman himself, which is the most important, very faithful. Riddler wasn't really the Riddler in this movie. He was kind of Riddler, but you could tell that he was a mashup of the Riddler and the Holiday Killer from The Long Halloween, which obviously was a big inspiration for the movie, which is why the beginning takes place at Halloween, I'm assuming. <laughs> So, and I can understand, because let's be honest, as much as I love the Riddler, he's very similar to the Joker. So you kind of want to differentiate them. I think maybe Matt went a little too far in trying to be different from Joker. But, yeah, I mean, maybe if, uh, I, to me, I get it, I... I'm not a big fan of this version of the Riddler. Um, he was my least favorite character in the movie, so I get it. But the idea of the story, especially the origin story, I could see that we get a more classic Riddler, and then we see him kind of become the mashup version that we had in the movie. So what would you say? I mean, I, I get it. It honestly seems like Riddler is the most divisive thing about the movie. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that people bring up the most. Like, even people who like it, people who don't like it, Riddler seems to be kind of the biggest complaint of the movie. Some people do like him, like you. Yeah. But it seems like... like freaks. Where everyone agrees, like, yeah, Batman in there was awesome. Riddler's game is more divisive. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that this is, like, one of the most popular criticisms. It's kind of... I don't, I don't tend to like this criticism, uh, especially because the idea of a... One of the reasons is because of the the idea of a more accurate to the comics Riddler being in this movie is really stupid to me. Like, it doesn't fit to me. And um, But the other reason is because I guess I could yeah, just... I think they could have made it work. I mean, you made Joker work in the dark night. Yeah, maybe if you, you know... If you if you, a few notches over towards more accurate, it might work. But I also could just kind of give a crap. You about know what accuracy. I think? I just you know what I think could have. You know what I think would have changed it. Oh what? I think would have had less complaints. That stupid mask. Get rid of the mask. <clears throat> Maybe there would be less complaints. I mean, I guess the mask. Well, let's may- be honest. The mask was awful. No, it I was, was gonna, so the, stupid looking. What I was gonna say, the mask definitely makes it like this isn't like the riddler at all it's a totally different thing however it feels very accurate to a serial killer and in that sense i actually think it's really cool and creepy i love it personally i think it's really cool and creepy and feels like zodiac killery which is what, what you think people about don't him like. the glasses over it um he needs glasses i i guess <laughs> you know i'll say i think it's uh it I think it's kind of funny that he has, like, the trendy, uh, clear, 
uh, plastic rim glasses. That's a little <laughs> yeah. funny. He should have just had like wireframe glasses or something. <laughs> um, so I'll get, I'll give you that. I'm mo- I mostly like, uh, I like everything about the concept of this Riddler a lot. Like I, I, I definitely think that there are some things that could have been done better. Um, it's not the strongest part of the movie by any means, but everything about the, the idea of this is like, I have nothing but praise for it. So I wouldn't ever, there's no part of me that wants to say like, this was not accurate. Like, no, I go for this Riddler. I like it a lot. I don't, (laughs) I don't want that to change, but you know, just do it a a little better, get more into the backstory. Um, And I also just don't, I don't like necessarily treating like past work like a Bible that you can't deviate from. Well, yeah, I mean, you could deviate, but you should stay true to the root and core. I think halfway they kind of did, but there was still a little bit missing. Like, I don't, I think... I don't know, like, this whole, these past two minutes have just shown how divisive the Riddler is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> a good, it, 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 this is a good example of how the show is uh, now reading the comment section, good idea <laughs> um, to, to actually do that, <laughs> and two, how we sometimes represent a comment section of people just oh, not yes. having the same <laughs> view on things, but. Yes. Awesome! Can't get enough of this universe. This was awesome. Best Batman movie. There you go. Well, again, (laughs) very divisive. Yeah. Very divisive. And I'm sure someone (laughs) under that said, you know what? For that, you deserve to die for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Although some of them are, like, mean, but, like, well, that doesn't make very much sense, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, again, look, I, I think this is a cool idea. I do like the universe Matt Reeves set up. Do I think this was the best Batman movie? Oh, no. Not even close. But um, I I do like the version of Gotham Matt Reeves presented in the movie. But, uh, yeah, this just shows how divisive it... These last two comments, these last few minutes have shown how divisive Riddler is. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what, What do you... How do you respond to that? Like... That it's you, the best movie? I guess, yeah, the best do, I guess you do. I, I mean, yeah, I guess you do you. <laughs> it seems a little um, driven by uh, just pure excitement. Um, there's not really yeah. a lot to go off of there. But Let's you know, see how I su- it is in a year from now. I support people saying that um, to, you know, hopefully... Uh, if people are enthusiastic about it now, in, from a year now, if that enthusiasm remains, I would be happy if this as if time goes on and this becomes known as one of the best Batman movies I personally wouldn't be surprised and that would be be great but at this point I just don't know if that's just coming from just excitement of the newness you know what I remember in 2019 people will deny it now but you know the thing about the internet is stuff is there forever Mm -hmm. 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. It was everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And now it's considered one of the worst. So Yeah. I mean, I don't think this will be considered one of the worst. I, I think maybe it'll be a middle one. 
I, I really don't think that's going to happen with this one. I don't necessarily think it's going to be considered one of the best either. I, I think it's just they made a really kind of niche Batman movie that I think might become kind of... It could... Th- at best, I think that this would be cult classic-y. Yes. So, final one. Wasn't the movie his <clears throat> year one? Well, I don't think so. I mean, he is already active as the Riddler. We didn't see his origin story. So, right. this movie, I could see it almost ending with him going, uh, looking through the binoculars at the dude's house. And the nice thing about reading it is you can speed past that stupid opening. But, um, yeah. I think what we're going to get in the comic will be very interesting. It's not just going to be a retelling of the movie because we didn't see his origin in the movie. So there we go with the Riddler year one. Well, um, if we're going on to another bit of news. Yes. Let us do it. Move we forward. We have a lot of news. I don't, yes. I don't know how we're going to get through this. Um, speed it up. We will sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, <laughs> uh, times to speed the whole thing in post. Yes. Um, but I, what I'll get to, um, you know what? I think what I'll bring up first, because we've been talking about, you know, DC almost this entire time, I think I'll talk about, the first bit of news I'll talk about is something that was birthed from, tangentially related to DC. Okay. I say. I mean, I'm just may, imagining I, the DC logo in a hospital bed giving birth. Marvel holding its hand. Push! Push, DC! I'm pushing! I mean, when I say what it is, you might realize how accurate that is. Okay. I mean, with what I'm saying, what what did DC give birth to? What did it give birth to? Another comic company. Oh. Oh! Um, (laughs) Oh, man. It's uh, Vertigo? Is that what it was? That's right. Um, So, at SDCC, there was... uh, a trailer released and also the final trailer because woo did they show a lot and then it's coming out real quick the sandman tv show oh yes um which i didn't i barely saw anything about it barely followed anything about it and bam here it is it's coming out august 5th um this final trailer showed kind of the most about it and i I'm very excited. I love the Sandman. Um, the trailer gave us, at least it gave me the first taste of like all of the actors and the roles they're portraying. Um, seeing them, you know, speak uh, little hints at what uh, some of the stuff that's going to be appearing in it. Um, and the Sandman is, is one of the only comic series I have read from beginning to the end of its entire run. And I even have read some of the uh, extended universe stuff. So this is going to be one of the things that I, you know, I'm going to be able to come back here and talk about whether it <laughs> has has been faithful to the comics. Oh, okay. yes. I'm going to be able to be the judge on that. Um, but, you know, and this might be, some people might not call me a real Sandman fan uh, for, for, for this hot take, but... Um, there's actually one thing about this series that uh, makes me feel like it could be, you know, even 
better or more enjoyable on a base level How if it's done you. really well. And that's that a lot of the comic books would have these arcs where it would delve into like this like Norse mythology stuff that felt to me very like <laughs> I don't know why like I don't even under I can't I'm I can't as soon as anything is Norse or Greek Greek mythology or something I can't focus anymore I'm not a fan <laughs> of that kind of stuff so um, my eyes glaze over and so about f- like 40 percent of the entire Sandman series I was just like um don't bring up Thor unless it's the the superhero Thor <laughs> the Avenger don't care himself. About this. Yeah, so um, I'm wondering if they'll stay away from that and stick to, like, the character development of the main uh, crew of, like, Dream, Death, all of those people, Despair, all the the brothers and sisters whose names all start with D, um, and some of the, uh, you know, Dream-traveling shenanigans of uh, Sandman himself. Uh, in the like the the library, um, some of that stuff more than the like interjection of the Norse mythology. And if it does do some of that, I'll yeah, you know it's a little easier to get through in a TV show maybe. So we'll see about that. But um, overall, I love this comic series uh, quite dearly um, in terms of like some of the arcs, the story arcs in it are so amazing. I, I particularly really hope I could see it maybe needing to wait for like a season two, but my favorite uh, story arc is uh, the volume in the volume uh, brief lives, I think um, where like uh, dream and delusion go on basically this uh, road trip to find uh, a missing brother. Um, so I really hope that that gets adapted, that story arc, but um, we'll see. Um, trailer looks good. I think every... Yeah, I, I like the casting of uh, Sandman and, and uh, Death and everyone, so looks really cool. Yes. I did not see the trailer. Uh, I debate about it, but I was just like, there's so much to get through. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of trailers so- to watch. Yeah, so speaking of what you said about kind of like the whole Norse mythology thing, I'm guessing they won't because unlike comic books, on a TV show, you got the budget, so... (laughs) Yes, and I'm sure they had some, but not that much. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, like, well-produced. Like, I mean, there's obviously, it's a fantasy comic series anyway, so there's got to be some budget there. Um, so this but, is on Netflix, right? Yeah, it appears to be a Netflix. Uh, it's a show. little surprising that it's on there and not HBO Max, unless mm-hmm. like the Lucifer comics aren't connected to uh, Sandman, right? Uh, no, Lucifer I think Lucifer moved uh, to. Wait, the characters introduced See... in the series of the Sandman, so maybe that's why it's on Netflix because of a deal. Yeah. I, no, I think it's a deal Lucifer. thing. I think it's a deal thing. I always get confused, because Lucifer is a character in Sandman. I've never seen the show. I always assumed it was a spinoff of the Sandman character, but I again, I've never seen it. Um, but, uh, yes. yeah, there must be some kind of deal. 
He was on an episode. He was in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover on the CW. Sandman? Which was a pointless scene, but... Uh, Lucifer. Oh, okay. Which is a very pointless scene, but, hmm. you know, he was there. But I do want to recommend something for people who are fans, because you mentioned the character Death yeah. in the Sandman comics. There is a great animated short that DC did when they released the Wonder Woman Bloodlines animated movie. It's from 2019 called Death. It should be on HBO Max. It is... I'm not big... Like, I'll be honest. Besides, like, some of, like, the big characters, I'm not a big fan. The shorts are a bit hit and miss to me, but this one was really well done. And it says on Wikipedia it's about 19 minutes, and this one really stood out to me. Dare I say it was better than the Wonder Woman movie. (laughs) So, um... The movie was attached to, which was a bit, eh, but um, still all right. But the death short was very good. So if anyone want to check, wants to check that out, there's something to check out while you wait. Does this, does this have a release date or August fifth? Literally next August. Week. We, oh it, my it, god! It, by the time this is released, depending on how fast we edit this, it might already be out. Oh yes. You know, what I was really surprised when they announced it was coming out. Oh, Harley Quinn season three, which they announced it, and it was like, oh, it comes out in two weeks, and the first three episodes yeah. are up now. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, I knew that the Sandman Netflix series was in development, but then it just kind of felt like all of a sudden it was like, here it is, <laughs> like, and I don't yeah. know if that was out of ignorance, like, I don't even know if there's a trailer before this, but from my perspective. It just feels like I saw some cast photos released a few weeks ago on their Instagram. The trailer came out SDCC, and now it's coming out August 5th. It felt very quick to me. <laughs> yes. Always better to have it come out quick, unless there's a release date that says, like, question mark. Coming yeah. in 2025. Yeah. No, I highly doubt it'll get delayed now, because all episodes are coming out August 5th. Yes. So, is, is that all you had for um, Sandman? Yeah, just wanted to, to talk about my excitement about it a little bit. I'll have... Uh, oh, yes. If we do some reviews, like review stuff uh, in future episodes, I'd love to talk about it again. Because it's a um, big uh, comic-related thing that uh, is, in, is in my wheelhouse. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I didn't prepare for mine because I, uh, only vaguely knew we were doing this. I didn't prepare any comments, but I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they're all positive. (laughs) Yes. Comic fans are always the most forgiving. Yeah. They're always very highly receptive (laughs) to casting choices is also the other thing I know about comic fans. Yes. Only more polite comic fans. Only more polite fan base than comic fans are Star Wars fans. Yeah. Those are the most yeah. kind fans you will ever meet in the world. It's it's true. Like every time I'm in a discussion <laughs> about Star Wars on the internet and comments on Reddit, it's like everyone's so cordial to each other. Yeah. And no one makes like extravagant claims about things being like the downfall of society and stuff. Yes. They're very like um <clears throat> they're very 
I don't even know where I was going. I'm trying to think of a fancy Star Wars name. But I can't think of them. They're like Padme's homeworld in Attack yeah. of the Clones, you know, where they mm-hmm. sit down and they eat an apple with a fork and knife. How classy is that? So, next up, we have news that Disney is going is developing a TV show. Not developing, it's already filmed. It's coming soon. A TV show of National Treasure. That's right. And I, you know what? I'm not a big fan of Disney live action. Mm-hmm. I just I think most of them like I think of movies like College Road Trip or The Game Plan. Just like these stupid yeah. dumb comedies where they're <clears throat> inoffensive to kids, but they're so dumb for it. They're just so <laughs> dumb for everyone else. Yeah. But National Treasure, that those were really good movies. Yes. And we got news. There was a little teaser at Comic-Con. We won't bring that up because it was literally just a person staring at a camera. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, who cares? Yeah. But we did get news about casting. So we found out that Harvey Keitel will be returning as Peter Sadusky. That's right. The cop, I believe. Or, well, detective, I guess. Because he's not wearing a uniform. He's investigating. Mm -hmm. I guess detective. Doesn't say on Wikipedia, but I'll go with detective. The one always trying to stop. Nicholas Cage from stealing something important. <laughs> trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Kidnapping the president. Yeah. But yeah, he's always one step behind. But I always really liked the character. And he is coming back to the show. And also we found out that Justin Bartha, who played the sidekick Riley, will yeah. be in the show. So there will be a little bit of continuity. I mean... It's probably best to view it as its own thing, but there's a little bit of continuity <clears throat> between the two. Yeah. So. Really but, surprising they wouldn't be able to get Nicolas Cage. He does a lot of stuff. Oh, um, he does so much. <laughs> I know. I mean, they did bring that up about how they wanted to, but they said he was busy, to which I said, is he really not in it? <laughs> is he really yeah. not in it? In a world where Mark Hamill is in Mandalorian and Mark Ruffalo is in She-Hulk, yeah, is Nicolas Cage really not in it? We'll see. Yeah. Probably I, a Luke Skywalker-type entrance in the finale, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope he is. Um, but yeah, I was... I would say pretty obsessed with National Treasure when it came out back in the day. Oh, it's awesome. I thought it was... Uh, uh, just transfixing to uh, think about all this, the secrets in the world. I, yeah, I was I was obsessed, um, and the whole time when I my, when my family went on a trip to Washington D.C. once, I couldn't stop thinking about National Treasure. <laughs> you were just like you went to the wherever they have the Declaration of Independence, and the guard yeah. was like, are you okay, son? And you were sweating, and you looked at him <laughs> like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And he was just like, kid, we've heard, heard a lot of people, and you're like, no, officer, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to be the one to take it. Yeah. I, that must, National Treasure must be streaming on Disney+, Plus, right? I'm, I have to watch that, like. Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus like This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are so good. I remember um, for the second one, they had a little goofy short play in front of it, which was a, which was a, added to the experience. Yeah, I yeah. think I really liked the second one as well, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, that's the one where they. I think they. 
It was the one where I think his one of his ancestors is accused of helping John Wilkes Booth kill Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. And he's got to kind of redeem the family name, which he'd have to do more now after John Voight, but we won't get <laughs> into that. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. You know, those two movies were great. I, do you remember where the dude is, like, it's in the second one where he will give his life to save the fam to save Nicolas Cage and the friend and the girlfriend so they can get out of like the cave with the water rising and he's like tell him I found it Ben tell him I found it <laughs> I'm like that is not a fair trade off to be dead but hey I found some of the treasure yeah yeah you just <laughs> tell them I tell them I looked at the treasure please <laughs> yes tell them some of it's in my pocket yeah do you know what? I don't know if this is a real memory or not. Oh, this just reminded me of another thing. But I think I remember one time in fifth grade, which would have been like right around the mo- time the movie came out on DVD, we were told that we were going to watch it one Friday. And I... we got 10 minutes before class ended, and we never finished it. It's always kind of stuck with I, yeah. me, like, we were promised that movie if we were good, and we we were good. And <clears throat> it just was never delivered. Yeah, I actually, I remember that. You do, so it was, it was real. No, I remember, uh, uh, what else I remember? I remember watching National Treasure in a, in a class. That's what I remember. <laughs> so, let us turn to the comments section. I mean, yeah, it's been a while since we've seen National Treasure, not much news about it. But... I'm hopeful. I'm not going to lie. It's a D- Disney live action, which gets me a little, ugh, I don't know. And the fact that it's going to Disney Plus makes me go, oh, boy. And But look, let's just say it. Sounds better than that god-awful Santa Claus show they have coming with the, the Santa Claus-Tim Allen continuation, which I love those Santa Claus, the first two movies, but the third one. I remember, like, before it was announced, my sister was just like, so, if you had one request, what would be, don't ever continue it. It's dead. The third one ruined it. And wow. now they're going to run into the ground even more. Interesting. Oh. I, uh, I don't have, I've never, I've, I don't think I've seen the third one, and I certainly haven't been following the news on it. I don't care about that franchise. The trailer really. is so good, though. But what they show in the trailer is only 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, of course. Yes. All right, so comment number one. So you're bringing back everyone but Nick Cage. Oh, are they not bringing back Nick Cage? (laughs) That's what they want you to think. Are they not? Come on, guys. (laughs) Nick Cage has done a lot of direct-to-DVD. There's no way he... Maybe he's not in it, but... I'm more Maybe confident. he truly is too booked. He's got Wally World, Wally's World Two. I don't know if that's true. It's just he's got. I, um, I find it hard to believe that um, Nicholas Cage being in um, a National Treasure TV show is more unlikely than Toby and Andrew being in Spider Man No Way Home. It's just there's no yeah. way he's got to yeah. be in it. Yeah, you're you're right about that. That um, I think the fact that they're not saying it means it's probably a small thing. Mm, yeah. 
All right. Number two. I was concerned a national TV show that doesn't even feature Nicolas Cage might be bad and pointless, but seeing someone involved referred to as a 10-hour movie helped me feel confident it would be of the highest quality, which they did say at San Diego Comic-Con. It would feel like a 10-hour movie, which... You get it to, like, the high quality of the first two movies, this... It could take away my fear and be like, no, it could be very good. Yeah. Honestly, like, um, using the name, like, the name National Treasure aside, like, bringing back characters, like, it would be preferable, but, like, it's a really great format to work with. Like, having a, a mystery heist action movie that over, like, a 10 episode arc or something, uh, goes through a similar kind of uh, story of uh, intrigue as the National Treasure movies. Like, that's a great format. So whether or not every character is back, it could still be great or even greater with the format. But we'll see. I could see it now. The season finale, the new characters meet... Um, Nicholas Cage, who has been who has been looking for the same thing they have in the show, oh. <laughs> and he yeah. got there first. <laughs> you gotta write this stuff. That would be awesome. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So, final comment. I'm a total sucker for the National Treasure franchise. I'm rooting for this to be good. I'll give it a chance. And you know what? My sentiments exactly. Like, do I think it'll be good? I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't know. First two movies are great, but it's a Disney Plus show. It's years later. I kind of worry it will be like, all right, we'll we'll make it so that it's it's inoffensive for the kiddies, and it's just something that the parents can go on, can put on, and not worry about their kids' minds mm-hmm. being warped. Because that, let's be honest, that's what they do with Sweet Life of Zack and Cody or Hannah Montana. Yeah. They just it's garbage that's inoffensive. Like, because mm. the the days of, like, a family watching a show together are over. They're, now that everyone has tablets and everything, it, the the era of, like, all right, it's Seinfeld Thursday. Let's all gather around and watch that. Those days are over. Mm-hmm. So, But hopefully it's a show that will work for everyone, kind of like, I don't know, I guess it did for some people of Obi-Wan. <laughs> but, uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It would be... Uh, you're right about that. It could be extremely modern Disney-fied. You know, there's a chance there that, you know, they can't bring the magic back for a third time and all these years later. So. Yes. We should also bring up... Um, oh, one thing that did worry about... I forgot to mention it when we did the last comment was when they say 10-hour movie, I do worry a bit, like, Ooh, is it gonna feel a bit dragged out or not? But yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that it, is something I'd worry about. But if it's good, mm-hmm. then and they make each episode a nice standalone thing. Yeah, that's a, uh, if what they mean by that is like it's a ten-hour story um, that like it's all. What's the... Is it serialized that I'm thinking of? Like, it's all the same story? If it's all the same story, but each episode ends with an important 
like uh like they achieve something important at the end of each episode yeah. like like that would really work yes because like if you think about it in the movie Stealing the Declaration of Independence was just one thing on the list. Yes. There's still more movie but, after that yeah. happens. Episode one is the equivalent of stealing the Declaration of Independence, yes. or even two episodes. And then, you know, like, there's steps of heists that happen, which is kind of yeah. the fun of the movie, is that it's multiple heists <laughs> yes. uh, that you get to, instead of a heist movie that's one leading up to one heist. So, um, that could really work. Do you... <laughs> National Treasure... Show me what to ever do if I'm worried about being like followed by like someone who's trying to get me. It it was it's always stuck in my head like all right this is what you do. It was I don't know if you yeah. remember the scene but there's the scene where Nicolas Cage is walking and I always remembered this from 2005 yeah. on. If I ever feel like I'm being followed, you walk and then when a car like goes between you and the person, like. The car will go, oh, and then yeah. you sprint, and you run as fast as you can. <laughs> They'll chase after yeah. you, but at least you'll have a bit of a head start. Yeah, you use a, <laughs> a distraction to get a head start, yeah. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah, so there we go with the news of National Treasure. Hope for the All best. Right. All oh, it's right. called National Treasure Edge of History. All right. Well, I mean, hard to not just uh, end episode one of this series on that. Um, oh, yes. Because what a note. But um, is there something you want to do? It feels like it's time to wrap this one up soon and go to an, a part two. Yes. Um, Did we real quick want to throw in some rabbit hole just to wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. Always up for some rabbit hole. All right, now some of these... I'll have to skip over because they're more Marvel-centric, which we'll have to do later. Okay. Here's... You know what? This is more of a personal one. Conundrum. Okay. Something I thought yeah. about. So, recently, they did an Arrowverse tie-in in the comic books. A comic book series set in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. And, now, I've said before, I think the worst series finale ever is the series finale of Arrow. And, you know, in the finale... In Crisis on Infinite Earths, they kill him off, and then he's barely... They only show him in the series finale in flashbacks, and then at the end, um, it shows him like in the afterlife or whatever with his uh, wife or whatever. It was dumb. But there's been a debate since that finale ended, since that finale aired, of, all right, is Oliver Queen dead, or is he now the Spectre? Because in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, he died, got revived, and he got powers as this ghost character called the Spectre. To which I said, that, if, well, to which I said, that's not the ending I would like, but it's an interesting ending. If it's like, he's kind of like this ghost character, and we end with him still protecting Star City. Kind of like an Adventures Continue type ending. And there's been some debate about that, because... In the little opening, they, every episode would say, My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in hell, I return to protect my city. In the mm-hmm. opening, it says, My name is Oliver Queen, blah, blah, blah. And it says, I have become a specter, which is present tense. I, have be- I am the specter, like yeah. now. And at the end, 
there's been some debate which Mark Guggenheim kind of threw a little bit on, which is, well, it's not really the afterlife. It's more of an alternate dimension he's in. <laughs> and in the comic, so there's been debate. Is he dead or is he the specter? Because it could go either way. And I've been, de- I've debated about it since I watched it, but I was like, <laughs> no, finale sucks. So that means it can be the good ending. <laughs> so a comic book recently came out, which is set in the year 2049. And I bought, and in the last page it has a panel. And I bought it, first time I ever bought a comic for this one panel. Because at the end, it shows Oliver Queen is alive and still the Spectre. And I rewatched the finale, I was like, okay, some of this stuff does make more sense if he is the Spectre. Because in the finale they say, there's now no more crime in Star City. And I was like, what? What? Where does this come from? Everyone's just good now? But then you're like, wait. Is it because the Spectre is there fighting crime and no one knows he's he's still alive? So, I've been debating about this. This is such first world problems. <laughs> it didn't happen in the show. I mean, maybe it did in the show. But in a comic, it's confirmed. Oliver Queen is still alive as the Spectre. But it's not mentioned in the show. Show it's kind of a little bit up for debate. So if you have, if you say the comic is canon, it doesn't fix the finale, but makes it more tolerable. Like, okay, it's uh, I can leave it here, even though in my in my opinion, it ends with Star City twenty forty six, where we see old Green Arrow. But it doesn't say in the show definitively, but it says definitively in the comic. So. I turn to you and ask if this comic makes the finale tolerable, better, should it be considered canon? As a viewer, should you consider an outside piece of media canon if it fixes other issues with the show? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. It's tough to me because canon is canon. I think you should consider it canon, but like. On a zoomed-out level, I feel like it is it is hard as a viewer to feel that way when you're watching something. Yeah. Like, you... And it also maybe leaves a little too much room for someone who's maybe written a bad finale to try and fix it later or something. So, overall, like... Yeah, you can consider it canon, but I don't know if it fixes whether the sh- like show is good or not. Like, uh, but on on the other hand, um, I don't see anything wrong with having like um, a hybrid medium experience where you have to read comics and watch the the show to get the full experience, like. There's nothing wrong with that either. So, um, I don't really know. I think, um... I guess if I were to put it another way in my brain, if something were to come out that I really liked, uh... Like, um... Uh... If, like, there's, um... A series of books that I like, and they adapt the first one, but never adapt any of the other ones. Like, 
where the first movie ends, like knowing where it goes from that is going to affect my view of that first movie, even if they never make the yes. other ones. So in that sense, I wouldn't necessarily want them to try and, you know, wrap it up so perfectly that they would be exhaustive. Um, like, I guess all this is to say is that I think you should consider, overall, you should consider outside sources canon. Oh, yes. So that's kind of how I've been feeling. I'm like, all right. In the show, knowing that comic, it makes the finale make a bit more sense. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it would have been different if it had shown him fully as a spectrum in the final scene. But the final scene kind of leaves it up to debate. So I will say this. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we may touch it on it later, but I believe next year is the final season of The Flash, especially because it sounds like the CW is coming to an end. Uh, which, if it, it I'm I'm brainstorming ideas of if this is the end of the CW, how comment section can kind of give a little oomph, like let's celebrate the end of an era, which mm-hmm. I do have an idea for, like, a CW special for when it does shut down. Mm-hmm. But I believe next season will be it for The Flash. Like, I think Superman and Lois may live on in HBO Max, but CW, I mean, Flash will end with CW. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're going to see Oliver Queen in that final season of The Flash mm. to wrap it all up. I think we'll yeah. see everyone. This is my pitch. Maybe I'm just hoping too much. My idea is that because now they've kind of confirmed Superman Lois isn't in the Arrowverse, my guess is that, look, we've already told the story of The Flash. We told it. Every check mark has been checked. Final season, Brave and the Bold. I think we're going to see Tyler as Superman, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, uh, Oliver Queen, Stephen Amell, um, Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer, Sarah Lance, all of them, Black Lightning, just all of them come together to, to just be like, you know what? This is the end of the Arrowverse. Let's go out on a high note and have some fun. And, you know, it's, yeah. it'll have a grandchild kind of live on in Superman Lois when mm-hmm. it moves to HBO Max, but yes. All right, we'll go hmm. through a little bit more before we wrap up this one. Oh, let's see. That's Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> Okay, what's a summer for, like, movies and TV you feel nostalgic for? Because we're in summer now. Is there a specific yeah. summer you feel nostalgic for, for, like, the media that came out? Oh, man. I don't know if I categorize my media consumption in seasons like that. You know, actually, <laughs> something comes to mind with video games. Because the summer of 2016 which was awful in every way, except <laughs> so many of the most, like, amazing video games uh, that I had played for, like, it was my introduction to a lot. Like, I, f- first of all, the, the game Overwatch came out around then, and I was obsessed with that for quite many months, even though I'm totally done with it now and got sick of it. But it was, <laughs> like, like... 
a shining light of interest for a little while at the time. Uh, the game No Man's Sky came out, which has become one of my favorite games of all time, uh, even though it was very controversial. Even more controversial than the Batman, on a totally different level. This is <laughs> Last Jedi stuff. Oh, uh, wow. I loved it. I, like, seriously, last like even maybe like Last Jedi at least it was that controversial. <laughs> um, I loved it. What was it again? It what was the day. title? No Man's Sky. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a space video game. Um, uh, I think a platformer called A Hat in Time also came out during that time, which was like a nostalgic like callback to like Nintendo sixty four games. Um. I just remember that summer and like that that December when I was like making year end lists. I never do this with video games, but I did it with video games that year. I made a year end <laughs> list because it was just like the best year for video games um, uh, for me. Uh, just in context, um, I, I don't I don't know if anything uh, any other media came out. I'm sure. Yeah, it was it was a decent year for for music as well. Um, which would be another medium I'd have to think about. There might be like <laughs> another, there might be another summer of like good album releases that exists or something. But uh, that's what comes to mind. Which is funny because 2016 overall, awful year of of in almost every way. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, I mean, media. Yeah, media. Batman vs Superman, which I I still like, but. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, the first Deadpool. Which, by the way, um, I was this just came to mind. Before I say my answer, you know what? Sometimes I look back and I think, is there anything I wish we could have covered in the show that we missed out on? I I really wish we could have covered Civil War when it came out, but that was like a year before we started. Yeah, right, yeah. That would that would have been it would have been an, a very interesting point of history to have on the books for sure. Yes. Is there like a movie or something that we missed out on that you wish we could have covered? Um I mean probably The Force Awakens would yeah, be Yeah, yeah. Like to to capture December uh, November and December 2015 when I was, like, getting back into Star Wars for the first time it, since I was a kid, like, playing all the video games, re-watching all the movies for the first time in, like, ten years. Like, that all happened in November, December 2015. Yeah. And then I loved The Force Awakens. That would have been awesome to capture. Not that, like, a, only a year and a half before. Sometimes I forget how late into the 2010s The Force Awakens came. I know. It was, like, like really <laughs> at the halfway point. Like, the end of the halfway point. It was over point. halfway. Yeah. Because it was in December 2015. It's almost a 2016 just, movie. Straight up, in my head, that was, like, a 2011 movie sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like, I... I it feels <laughs> I older than what it is. I, I know. It, it's weird. But um, that would have been only a year and a half before we started this podcast. So it would have been cool to capture that. Yes. So I have two nostalgic summers for me, of like in terms of media. One was 2014, which was, that was like the year of like the perfect DC lineup and the perfect Marvel lineup. Because in the Marvel movies, we had Captain America the Winter Soldier, which at the time, easily my favorite Marvel movie. Then we also had The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which... 
wasn't my favorite, but I still really enjoyed that movie. Like, if all the other ones at that point were great, this one was good. And then we had what I say is the best X-Men movie ever made, X-Men Days of Future Past. Then we had on DC, on television, we were in the golden age of Arrow. Right in, we had the last half of season two, first half of season three. And then we were counting down to Gotham. Finally, Smallville version of Batman. And counting down to the Flash TV show, having a DC Universe crossover. Oh, it was magnificent. The other one is 2008 for two things, both Batman related. Yeah. One was obviously The Dark Knight, which was like, it was so exciting to have, like we'd had Batman Begins, but that was the origin story. This was Batman and Joker fighting together, Two-Face thrown in. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome experience. I just remember, like, the rest of the summer, everyone was talking about The Dark Knight. Like, it was such a big thing. The other thing came out, like, a month before. It was Batman Gotham Knight, this direct-to-video animated Mm -hmm. movie. And what really made it special was... The return of Kevin Conroy as Batman, because this had been the first time he had voiced the character since 2006, when Justice League Unlimited ended, and when that show ended, there was this realization of like, oh, I'm never going to see more of my Batman. My (laughs) Batman. And then he came back for Gotham Knight, and then I think it was a few months later we heard the news about Arkham Asylum, the video game, and still keeps yeah. going. And I'm just like, yes, still there. So yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll do. Oh, that is the wrong document. This is what happens when we have multiple pages. All right. We'll do two more. Okay. I don't know if this is a fair question. I'll just throw it out there. Um, which, oh, what is a nostalgic movie, what is a movie you hate that you have nostalgia for? Interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, um, the, uh, there's probably a better answer for this. Um, God, I can't even remember the name of the movie. There was a movie that I remembered really liking as a kid that I rewatched recently and thought was awful. Um, God, what was it? There, it was this, I can't remember the name anymore. It's this animated movie with some dragons. There's like a, a blind guy, um, that sings song. No. Um, what is that called? (laughs) Give your answer. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Um, you know what? If we're going to talk about... Now, this isn't a movie where I'm like, I have nostalgia for it, but I know it's bad. This is a movie that was always terrible, but yet, I have some nostalgia for the trailers. The Dark Knight Rises trailers are still some of the best trailers I've ever seen. And if I want to give it more, we recently had the 10-year anniversary of that piece of garbage. But you know What? What I wouldn't give to spend one day in the week before it came out. Just like that excitement of like, oh my god, it's coming! And like rewatching those movies and like the cartoons and the countdown for that movie. 
I'd skip the actual yeah. event because that was just like heartbreaking, like dead inside. But that week leading up to it, oh, that was such a countdown. That was such an exciting yeah. countdown. I always wondered if like Star Wars fans were like, yeah, Phantom Mass is bad, but once you give anything, just like you could wipe away and go back to that week before it came out. Yeah. Just to count down the to hype, it again. The hype period, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a better answer, but I did find what the movie was. I, w- I remember I remembered it in my head for years as like, oh man, I loved that movie. And then I saw it and I was like, wow. Like straight to DVD material, like bad. Uh, it's Quest for Camelot. Quest for Camelot! <laughs> I remember seeing commercials for that in front of Batman Robin v- the VHS and uh, Batman yeah. Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. There is a TV spot where I've never seen Quest for Camelot, but someday I will. Someday I will watch it, <laughs> and I hope to enjoy it. Even though I've seen some clips, and the dude singing clearly is not the dude voicing the main dude, because it's very different yeah. voices. That's honestly the biggest problem with it. The songwriting and the singing, it's very weird. Uh, not good. Excalibur only belongs in the hands of Arthur. And then you had the two-headed <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Well, what I would yeah. be if I didn't have you or something like that. I See, yeah, I watched you know the, the trailer yeah. so... I saw that trailer yeah. so many times before those two VHSs. <laughs> Quest for yeah. Camelot. Don't that they, could be controversial. Don't they become uh, Elvis at um, one time? The dragons? Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. It just felt like... Um, what what studio made that? Because it was Warner like Brothers. it felt like they were trying to do it. Yeah, it felt like they were trying to do Disney and yeah. didn't really pan out. There's this. Uh, I think it was there because it got bad reviews and it did flop at the box <clears throat> office. They did a TV spot. You can find it on YouTube. There's a because normally you know how there's TV spots where it shows critic reviews. Yeah. Well, they didn't have good critic reviews, so they had. A TV spot where they ask um, the toughest critics they know, and it's the Looney Tunes giving their reviews. And oh. you have like Bugs Bunny just going, and just loved it! And something like that. <laughs> oh. And then like um, the narrator says, see it again. And you hear Tweet, and Tweet goes up and says, I will, I will! <laughs> Wait, what was this a review of? It was like, you know, the T, like, um, it, like for Spider-Man, I would say, critics agree, Spider-Man is the movie oh. of the summer. Two thumbs yeah. up from Eeper and Roper. Yeah. It was uh, that, but they didn't have real good reviews, so they had to make up some from the Looney yeah. Tunes. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's awesome. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. That made me want to go see it. That makes me want to watch it. <laughs> All right, this yeah. may be... We'll just throw it out there, because it just came to mind. This would be the second to last rabbit hole. Uh, which, in your mind, is better casting? Robert Pattinson as Batman, or Tom Holland as Spider-Man? Um, that's really... Because those are the big you're really two testing me on DC. this one. You're really testing me on this one, because... Uh, I've always felt like the casting of Tom Holland as Spider-Man is like kind of a better better than 
the movies like like than the movies have typically panned out. Obviously, No Way Home was an exception. Well, oh, there's a lot of exceptions. <laughs> I mean, it was Civil obviously War. great in Civil War, and um, <sighs> my love for the Batman is getting in the way of things. <laughs> I would honestly say it's almost a tie, but if I had to pick a safe honest bet on what I like feel like overall I think that the casting of Tom Holland as Spider-Man is maybe more impactful and he's proven himself more as a good Spider-Man than Robert Pattinson has as Batman that said Robert Pattinson is one of my favorite Batmans so I'm not I, I I, I'm not saying it is basically a tie to me, but I'll if I had if you're twisting my arm, I'd say Tom Holland. Yes. Um. So I will say I think when they both started, we look at Homecoming and the Batman. They both had they both had to work on their performances. They weren't terrible, but they they need to improve. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things that feels like un, unfair. Like I don't like giving that answer because I just don't think that Robert Pattinson has had. He, like he hasn't had the same experience. He goes right away into a, a like a, a full movie carrying it, and you know Tom Holland has had a billion, like um, four, five, six, seven movies or something. Um, so yes. So if we were gonna look compare Homecoming to the Batman, I would say Robert Pattinson, but. Looking at No Way Home and the Batman, I will lean towards Tom Holland. Because I think No Way Home was really the first one where I was like, all right, he is now ready to carry the Spider-Man movies yeah. on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's 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 hard because... Um, in ter- like, in terms of my enjoyment... If you average it all together, the Batman wins easily. Um, but if you just you isolate one no of the, way home, the whole trilogy, I guess I'm saying if you were to average together every single appearance of Tom Holland, um, all six movies, the, the over- <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean. <laughs> No, it, it, it's it, that's a, it's a tough question it, with the imbalance of movies. Like, I mean, but based on what you said, like, if you're talking casting, like, what they had envisioned for, like, they casted someone for for this. In that case, it would be it would be Civil War though, because that was the first thing he was casted for. That's true, but he's not carrying it um, by himself though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you start to, if you start, if you're looking at what, like, they casted this person to do these early on movies, like, then I would start to lean Robert Pattinson because I, um, like, Tom Holland was an ambitious decision with casting someone so much younger and, um, which I still think was a mistake. Spider Man yet. Yeah. Um, so it's like an ambitious decision, but I don't know if it, it like it didn't pan out right away. Yes. So I guess two other questions before we get to the last rabbit hole. One, 
I, I've never asked you this before. Which one did you like more? The Batman or Spider-Man No Way Home? Honestly, this is something I'm still thinking about. Oh, okay. Here, uh, here's the thing. I, I think as a movie, I, I feel less cynical about the Batman because I like that it's a solo, like, it's not a multiverse movie, which I've, I've, from the beginning, I've never, I was never big a fan of. Having some good, like, multiverse style movies made me grow on it a little more because I liked Infinity War and I really liked No Way Home. Um, but overall, I'm not a fan of jumbling things up and just smashing every single beloved thing together to say, like, we own all these IPs. Look at all the cool stuff we did. <laughs> um, it's just, it's not Remember a good way good to make movies. Remember the good old days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like, that's a, it's a bad way to, to make movies. And it, I'm just, I, I, I wouldn't have supported it at the beginning. It, some good stuff came out of it. I'm kind of ready for this era to end of smashing together as many people who played the role in the past as possible into a multiverse. Um, I think it works for stuff like Into the Spider-Verse because it's more plot-related. It's not. Um, uh, it, like, like, there's only one Peter Parker. I mean, technically, there's yeah, Spider-Man no more, yeah. but he's very different. But there's only one Peter Parker in Spider-Verse yeah. by, voiced by Jake Johnson. Yeah. It, but, yeah, my enjoyment of the films The Batman and No Way Home are similar. But I just, I gotta say, I think The Batman is the better movie to me. Okay. Now, which one would, if they were announced, which one are you more excited for? The Batman sequel or a fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man? Uh, the Batman sequel easily for for that. Yeah, I would say, like, easily, Spider-Man No Way Home is better movie than The Batman, which, who would have thought a year ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, because of how, like, crazy the the quality has been inconsistent in those movies, <laughs> I would have to say mm-hmm. I maybe trust the Batman sequel more than the Spider-Man mm-hmm. sequel, because I don't know if No Way Home was just a fluke or whatever. Yeah, I think my thing, like, um, I, I wouldn't have, I would, um, my answer would maybe change if they were, like, we simply would, uh, half, this is for another episode for sure, I don't want to open this can of worms yet, but there was, like, sort of the announcement of how they're categorizing different superheroes, right? It wasn't that a, a thing that was kind of announced, uh, uh in terms of, like, what do you mean? The down, like the more down to earth ones, oh, and then like yes, the multiverse. Yes. I forgot to mention um, that. I'm glad you did. Yeah, um, I like that categorization yes. thing. And if they were to sort of start to lean Spider-Man towards being like street level, like dealing with local crime and stuff, then it would be a different question. Because Spider, like, it would be a different conversation because Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. And then we're like, I'm back on board. I'm more excited for this. But I just don't, I have that, like, faith built up in it quite yet. Yes. So. You know who they also said is going to be a street-level character? 
Which um, I hope that they keep them standalone, but I could see them probably lumping together in the fourth movie. Daredevil. The only other one I rem. Oh, okay. The only other one I remembered was I think Black Panther. Wait, no, that was Black Panther. Which I, I can't remember which one that was. It just I don't think- made sense to me. But um. And Black Panther, we know, was dead. Now, I didn't so. look into it that much. Mm, I meant the uh, the new one. I thought I read something on this. We'll get it. We'll get into it into another. Oh, episode, okay. But. All right, last one. I I just don't want to. I just don't want to open it. I just want to open in cans. I of worms love cans of worms. Remember, minutes. was it <laughs> elementary school where they made us watch a movie called How to Eat Fried Worms or whatever? Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have showed that because I remember recess. Some kids eating some worms. I, yeah, I just made that up. I don't okay. know. But wouldn't that have been cool if it <laughs> did? <laughs> All right, here's the last yeah. one. Ooh, this is a weird one to end on, but I need to bring it up. Was the worst ending you've ever seen in a video game? The ending to one of my top five favorite video games of all time. I love this game. The ending doesn't ruin it. It's just a what? Like, I still play the game. Like, if it was a movie, I'd be like, I don't know anymore. But, like, you know, you play the game for the game, not as much the story. But it is L.A. Noir. It's my fifth favorite video game of all time. It's from the makers of Grand Theft Auto. It's a detective story set in the 1940s. The ending is so stupid because it ends with... You're this this girl that's been kidnapped, and you go to rest. You go to rescue her. You're not even playing as the main character. You're playing as someone who's just recently introduced, and you go and rescue the girl, and you meet up with the main character. And so you're in like a sewage system or whatever, and it ends with like a a cutscene where they're climbing up a ladder, and um, the main character is about to climb up the ladder. Then water rushes, and he gives a blood-curling scream. Ah! And we find out he drowned, and he's dead. And I was like, what? Like, like I'll be honest. I think killing your, your main character off is a very tricky thing. I think a lot of times it's a lazy writing gimmick of, like, I don't know how to end this. Just kill him off. Like, I think it, you really, really, if you're going to kill off your main character... You really have to build up to that. Like, just give Marvel an example. I think killing off Iron Man was forced. When I think of characters where it narratively makes sense to be killed off, there's only three I can think of. And one of them was built up in Endgame and didn't happen. Black Widow, I think, narratively would have made sense to kill off, but in just a better, less sci-fi way. Yeah. The other is when you look at Endgame, Hawkeye makes sense to have die. The only other Marvel character I think narratively makes sense to kill off, like, if you kill off Spider-Man, that's going to be forced. You kill off Captain America, that'll be forced. The one that I think makes narrative sense to die that wasn't, that hasn't been in the MCU, MCU yet is the Punisher. Mm. That is one I think narratively makes sense to die. And another Rockstar, is it Rockstar or Rocksteady? It's one of those two. The one who made Grand Theft Auto. Oh, uh, Rockstar. Yes. They made my third favorite video game, Red Dead Redemption. In that game, they kill off the main character, but it makes narrative sense. Like, 
He's a yeah. former criminal, and it ends in a heroic way, right? He was from a gang. The gang is coming. You get your family out, and there's, like, the whole gang is around your farm. And you know you're not going out, but you're not making it out of this. But you know what? Gives you a chance to shoot all the bad guys, but you know you're going to die. Mm, and yeah. then the the end, the son kind of goes back and takes revenge. Yeah. But it was at least a, like, all right, this makes sense, and it's a good death. Yeah. He doesn't save anyone. In L.A. Noir, he doesn't save anyone. He's climbing up a ladder and drowns. It yeah. was the most unsatisfying death I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, you know, um, I mean, uh, I didn't have much to say about the, the main question, but on that topic, I think the, one of the perfect and most, like, it makes sense character deaths um, in media that I personally enjoy, uh, spoiler alert, is Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I've seen the, I've only seen the pilot, but when they said he yeah. died, I was like, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh that like the whole show is built around him of trying to like you know build up a legacy before his death and it's really one of the greatest finales of a tv show i can think of and it just ends with it zooming out out he just dies and it just zooms out on his dead body and it's uh it's great yes so like all good things this show is now Right. This episode is ready to die. Not this the is show. dead. This episode. This episode is, is dead. It is going off into that light for that sweet, sweet rest. Mm-hmm. It's just a better rest than I have ever known. Go it's to the light. light. It's, yes, it's, go to it's the okay light. to go. It's okay to it's let okay. go. It's okay. It's okay. It is. <laughs> Call back to the opening. It's okay to let go. Yeah. Oh, wait. That was before we recorded, was it? I don't know. I don't remember yeah. now. Who cares? It's okay to let go episode. It's okay. And as always. So, Tune in next week. Yes. When we continue talking about San Diego Comic Con announcements. It'll be fun, guys. We promise. We promise. It'll be the afterlife, but it'll be fun. It'll be like ghost. We'll be goat. The show will be a ghost. And you'll have to wait a little bit. Or not if you're listening to it in the future and all the episodes <laughs> are out. But until next time, keep tumbling down and down that rabbit hole.